welcome to your buddy John show. Hey, this is John Mueller. This is the first episode we've ever done. And this show is born out of, well, it's born out of the COVID-19 situation. I'm sitting here at home in my uh, little townhouse in uh, Los Angeles, California, down here in my somewhat dank and dark little uh, studio in my basement. And um, I just thought something positive had to come out of this situation. So I thought, why not interview some of the people involved with Buddy's life and uh, some of the people I've worked with over the years and uh, some other rock and rollers as well. We're not going to put too many limits on it right now at this time. But um, anyway, I hope you all enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we'll try to do at least two or three episodes a month, depending on my schedule, which of course right now has been very open. Uh, I think our last shows were at uh, the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. That was March 7th through the 9th. And uh, geez, it's just, it's really weird, folks, to be sitting at home and uh, not entertaining. It's uh, its very strange. So I hope uh, this is a good outlet for me and it's entertaining for you as well. If you want to see our current schedule, that uh, the shows that were canceled, that have been rescheduled, Go to winterdanceparty.com, and I believe our first ones are starting up in uh, September. Hopefully by then everything is cool, people will be ready for entertainment again, and uh, we'll uh, have a blast getting out there and entertaining you folks again. Well, I'm really excited by my first guest. Her name is Sherry Holly, born and raised in Lubbock, Texas, and uh, of course she's Buddy Holly's niece, and she's the daughter of Larry Holly. Buddy's brother, and she also sings and writes her own songs. She's written country, gospel, and blues songs and released a CD entitled Looking Through Buddy's Eyes. In the USA, Sherry's performed on shows with Bo Diddley, Del Shannon, Carl Perkins, Bobby V, Don McLean, and my very own Winter Dance Party show in 2002 and 2004 as well. Um, she's recorded and performed in Nashville, Tennessee, has a gospel CD album called Don't Be Left Behind, and also she creates these very beautiful art creations. They're made with Holly Tile Company Tile, and uh, they're quite fabulous. We'll talk to her more about that as well. So without any further ado, let's bring her on and enjoy the interview with Sherry Holly. Sherry, I'm so happy to uh, to have you here, and uh, it's an honor to talk to you again. And gosh, it's been, what, 2004 was the last time I saw you, I think? That's crazy. I think that was it. It's been a while. It's been too long, been too long. We, uh, had Sherry Holly as one of our very important special guests on our Winter Dance Party tour back in, uh, was it 2004, Sherry? Yes, we had one in 2002, and then I think the last performance that I did with you was maybe 2004. Oh, that's right. We did it twice. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and um, we made a DVD of that performance in 2004, and I always get great comments from fans all over the world that... Um, love uh, your your segment in there so um I, I thank you again for that it was a great experience for us all and uh it was just really cool it must have been really neat for you to uh go into the original venues that your uh, famous uncle was in right yeah that was that was really neat i i can't express uh i had eerie feelings and i had great feelings yeah all at the same time just knowing that i'd actually uh was going to sing in the same places that he performed sure did you uh, what the heck did you think of us we were kind of like a motley looking crew that uh was running around frantically because we uh 
just it's always so hectic at some of those places, especially uh, Green Bay, Riverside Ballroom, where it's just packed to the gills and um, a lot of uh, hecticness going on. <laughs> oh, it was fun. I, I I really enjoyed it. It was great, and and you do a phenomenal job of doing, buddy. I mean, you're the best. Oh, you know. Thank you. That's quite a quite a compliment. I I really appreciate that. I. Uh, it was fun. It was great. Yeah. I mean, uh, I wish I wish we could go back and relive it all because it, it was, yeah, y'all were great. And uh, I, I'd be sometimes looking way back from the stage at y'all, you know, when I wasn't singing. And, and, and then you reminded me a lot, so much of uh, Buddy. Oh, so uh, that was that was a good feeling. And, and you made me feel very comfortable. And what I like, too, about it is that uh, we always had a chance to rehearse before the shows, and uh, I, I think that's really important for any singer, actually, because if you just go out there cold, it's uh, it can be very, very strange, and, and you're nervous about that. Absolutely. But we we always rehearsed it, and we had it down. We and we I think I think they did a great job. Y'all did. Oh, thanks. That was that was that's that's really great hearing coming from you. Um, I remember you were sitting backstage with. Uh, J.P. Richardson, the Big Bopper son, who we had with us at the time, and uh, what was that like sitting backstage with him? Ah, <laughs> oh, he was awesome. Uh, he was just down to earth, you know. Talk to him, yeah. And uh, that's what I enjoyed so much about it, and I really love the fact that he liked to. Uh, there was times when he would take me and introduce me on stage, and he'd have on that coat. I felt like I was. You know, it was like he was his dad, but he wasn't, you know. Right, right. It was just a great experience for me. And he was uh, he was a very nice guy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I remember him bringing you out on stage during one of our uh, slower songs or something. Or maybe it was at the end of the show when we did the, uh, you know, the bows and everything. He'd, he'd, he'd escort you back on stage. It was really cool. I remember that. Yeah, I remember. Yes. How have you been managing with this... Uh, staying at home thing, this COVID-19 uh, situation? Well, I only get out when I have to, and it's maybe to go through drive throughs Sure. And uh, we, we try to handle it okay. I try to stay busy doing the art and music, and so that gives me things to do to keep positive, you know? Yeah, that's all we can do is keep positive, right? Of course. Right. So I'd like to kind of go back to your... Uh, early beginnings. Um, do you remember as a little girl, of course you were a little girl when, uh, buddy was around. Um, what was that like? Uh, of course you didn't know, probably you're too young to understand what he was doing so much, but do you, do you, what are your recollections of that time frame? Well, I remember different segments of time during the, during that time. And I remember one particularly case where, Buddy would he would watch over me. I was the oldest of the grandkids, and so one time I can remember at church, and the church was huge, and it was always packed to the gills. And uh, I was downstairs in Sunday school, and I always had this terrible fear of getting away from my parents. But Buddy would come along, and he'd grab me by the hand and and help me find my parents, and he was just good about watching out for me. <laughs> That's cool. Did he have any, like, little nicknames for you or anything? Do you remember? 
no, he really didn't have any nicknames for me. Uh, my dad called me. I don't know why he called me this. He called, I would always call me Do. <laughs> I think he wanted me to be a tomboy, which that was kind of a tomboy, but also was really girly girl too, you know. Called you Dude. I love it. <laughs> what was it like growing up in Lubbock, Texas? Was it, it was a really wholesome, uh, you know, seems like a good place to grow up as a kid. There's no worries and uh, not, not much crime, I'd imagine. That's right. I could actually walk to school, and a lot of the kids would walk to school. And sometimes, you know, would walk for half a mile or more, and you you wouldn't think anything about it. You didn't have to worry about anybody or nothing. And uh, of course, you know, we had the church thing. We were always going to church and everything. And there were the uh, drive-ins, and there was one called the Heidi Ho. Yes, a famous Heidi Ho. You wrote a song about that, did you not? Or uh, I sang a song that uh, the gentleman that owned one of the buddy, that well, he owned the uh, Heidi Ho later, later, and uh, I sang one of his songs. Oh, cool! But but Buddy would perform on top of this particular Heidi Ho, and uh, and the kids would drive around and around and around it. They never got tired of going around. That's how they met each other, the the guys and the girls back in those hanging days. around the burger joint. I did the same thing myself when I was in. Uh high school. Of course, uh, um, right. we didn't have a Heidi Ho back then. Unfortunately, we had like McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that sounds cool. And, um, you did a CD about that too, right? Where you, didn't you have a CD called the Heidi Ho? Larry, Sherry Holly at the, the Heidi Ho. Uh, no, uh, that was actually, um, Tinker Carlin. Tinker Carlin. Oh, that's right. He, he had, um, he had, uh, my dad had produced his song. It was called Looking for the Heidi Ho. Oh, okay. And then I had a flip side on the other side with Tinker doing Raining in My Heart. Oh, nice. Nice. What was it like being around such a musical-oriented family when you were growing up as a, as a kid? Did you, did that inspire you? I mean, did you sing along with your family? I know you probably did in church and whatnot, but what about at home where, uh, was your dad, uh... yeah. Yeah, my dad and my Uncle Travis and everybody would get together and, and we'd have these music, um, just sit around and play music, guitars and singing, and it it was awesome. Wow. I miss, I miss those days. I wish there were some home movies of that stuff, right? <laughs> we might have one. I can't remember for sure, but it was after Buddy had got killed. Sure, sure. Did you... Um... Did you help out with the tile company at any point in your life with your dad's uh, tile company? Yes, I did. Um, I was a secretary for uh, my dad at his uh, Holly Tile Company. And uh, I did that a couple times for him, different segments of years. And uh, it was it was really neat to get to work for him. As nobody liked your dad to to, to be a boss, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's he, right. It's probably a, <laughs> I never thought of that. That's, that's yeah, that would be a much desired thing, I would think. And you you uh, your dad tell people tell the listeners about your uh, dad's tile company. I mean, it was a uh, it was a pretty renowned uh, business there in Lubbock and all all around, right? Yeah, everybody knew my dad. Um, my dad had really, he was the best of all the tile contractors. I, I just know he was. Uh, he he did tile jobs here in Lubbock, and uh, he did all over Texas and New Mexico and all the way up to Wyoming. Everybody respected him, thought he was great. Wyoming, that's amazing. It. Wow. 
Buddy uh, actually uh, worked for my dad back in the days when he was starting to get famous. And uh, he did a uh, wall on the outside of a building. And the building is still here in uh, Lubbock, Texas. And uh, it's when you're heading out toward uh, the airport, uh, going toward Amarillo. Sure. And uh, it's uh, it's on the left side of the freeway. It's a big, tall, green building. Very cool. And uh, how long did he work for your dad? Buddy worked uh, there just off and on. Uh, it really wasn't his cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> he was bored by it, huh? Right. He was kind of depressed one day when he and the crickets were working uh, for my dad, and they and my dad came by to check on them to see how they were doing, and they weren't laying tile right then. They were actually doing music, and uh, Gary Allison was uh, was uh, was beating on a box, yeah. and um, and uh, they were. They were tr- they were trying to explain why they weren't busy, but uh, they were doing this song, and and uh, it just wasn't really uh, Buddy's cup of tea to, to lay tile. But uh, <laughs> thank goodness, it, thank goodness. My, <laughs> yeah. my, that was when my dad told him why didn't he call New York and and see how things was going up there, and uh, that's when Buddy later called uh, up New York and asked that guy how things were going with his record and. Um, the guy told him that he said, he said, man, buddy, baby, there it's, it's hitting the streets of New York. Wow. You know? Did, did, uh, do you remember the story about, uh, was it buddy himself or did he, or was it your dad that uh, laid the uh, tile in the echo chamber at Norman Petty studios? That was my dad. Um, that's pretty neat. Uh, actually I have fallen into that place. It's a big hole in the ground. I don't know if you've seen no. it, but, uh, I was in there trying to record one time and I stepped off into that hole and fell down. Oh, wow. But that's where the, that's where the echo chamber is. And my dad laid the tile there. Wow. That, that building's still there though, right? Across from the Norman Petty studio. Yes. Uh-huh. Is uh, David Bingham and Marilyn still living there? Is that correct? I really don't know who's living there right now. Yeah. Uh, not sure. Yeah, I haven't, haven't been there in a while, but I always enjoy that. That studio just has an amazing, uh, I don't know, amazing feeling about it or spirit because you know Buddy was there and recording and all the hit uh-huh. hits came from there. It's pretty cool. What age did you start getting interested in music um, as far as um, listening to your famous uncle's music and then also uh, hearing your family play it and stuff? Was that, is it, do you remember like what age? Yeah, I was uh, 13 years old, and I started writing songs and 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 uh, singing. And I sang for a uh, talent show at my junior high, and uh, I had the same uh, teacher that my uncle Buddy did when he was in high school at Lubbock High. Except mine was in junior high; she had moved over, and she was my teacher. And I thought that was pretty neat. Oh wow! So she was the same music teacher that that uh, taught Buddy Holly. Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. Did she did she tell you anything about him or? Uh, she didn't say too much about him, but uh, she she let me know that she was his teacher. <laughs> so I thought that was key. Did you when you were going to school? Did the kids like, uh, wow, there goes Buddy Holly's niece? Or I mean, did you uh, or did you even did you keep quiet about her? Did you even tell people when you went to school? Well, I, I would tell people sometimes, but. It was kind of strange because they would say, oh, big deal, you know, <laughs> like it, 
like it was nothing. Right, right. It was kind of sad because uh, I always wanted them to think that, oh, it, it was a special thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. I mean, they just weren't uh, hip enough to uh, understand it, I guess, right? Right. Well, we had the older crowd that was, would have been in uh, Buddy's generation. Of course, they would see him perform. Uh, they'd see him perform at, at the uh, Cotton Club and the skating rinks and different things. Fair Park, you know, he did a show with uh, Elvis out there at the Fair Park. I love that photo of him there in the audience. You've seen that, right? Where, and it's like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, there's Buddy looking and looking on. And the next year he actually opened for him. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a great time capsule that is. And that, that building is still there. Am I, am I correct? It is. Uh-huh. It's so cool. So cool. Have you been to the uh, Buddy Holly Center lately? What's going on over there? Uh, yes, I did. I actually performed there uh, with my um, cousin, Eddie Weir. He's he's a singer. I don't know if you heard of him. But uh, anyway, we performed a few months back, and uh, it's 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 great over there. We, we enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, I had a good time. I love that place. Um, what are some of your favorite stories about uh, that you remember with Buddy. Um, I know there's that famous photo of um, you guys on a camping trip or fishing trip or something. I've seen that photo, and I was you're you're there with uh, your your dad and Buddy fishing or something like that. Is that right? Right. Uh, we were on a trip. Uh, my dad and my mom and uh, Buddy and myself, and uh, it was on the Rio Grande River uh, by Creed, Colorado. And uh, Buddy loved to fish. That's that's uh, just one of the things that he liked to do so well. And uh, we actually, I can remember camping out, and uh, we would stay on. We were afraid of all the stuff that was going to be on the ground, like lizards or whatever. Yeah. So we would uh, we would sleep on top of the car. Oh my gosh, that doesn't sound too comfortable. <laughs> It wasn't very comfortable, but it was safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Better than having lizards crawl all over you, right? Right. I, I, I never did like uh, bugs and stuff, you yes, know. Yes, I'm not fond of them either. I, I remember um, I was doing a show in Austin, Texas, and uh, a friend of mine uh, wanted me to uh, look at this house he was interested in buying, so I went along with him to, with the, the realtor lady. And she opened the door, and there was these massive-sized beetles on the on the entryway and I, <laughs> I was like oh, things goodness. are big in texas man <laughs> big bugs big bugs like yeah <laughs> so um so tell me about this when you uh you saw uh you saw buddy's appearance on the ed sullivan show that must have been really really amazing yeah it sure was uh we would always go to church on sunday night and the Ed Sullivan show, that's when it came on. And so for some reason, my parents decided that they wanted to stay home that night. And I found out that it was uh, because Buddy was going to be on the Ed Sullivan show and we were going to watch it. And I thought that was really keen. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, do you remember uh, how your family reacted? Yeah, they um, they all, everybody was really excited and um uh, and then uh, that was just, uh, then we went on away about our lives, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I imagine, uh, did, did people like, um, when he was on the Ed Sullivan show, I imagine, you know, it seems like today people are so celebrity-obsessed uh, that um, if somebody would drive by, uh, 
you know, a famous person's house. At least that's what they do in California. You know, they're, oh, that's where, you know, blah, blah, blah lives. I mean, did, did that ever happen to your family down there in Lubbock? Well, it happened after Buddy got killed. Yes, um, they still do that. And they also uh, still go by where my grandparents lived. I uh, have people all the time asking me where they lived. And, uh, and that house, that house is still there, to, your grandparents' house? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. They, they moved around a lot in those days. My dad will tell you that. Uh, he got sick and tired of moving around. But when, uh, Buddy, when I saw Buddy and Maria Lena the Christmas before that uh, he got killed, well, uh, that was the house. It was over on 30 something Street um, here in Lubbock. Wow. It's still there. Wow. How, how is uh, your dad, Larry, doing? Oh, my dad's okay. Uh, he uh, he is in a rehab center, and um, right now it's on lockdown. And um, but he's uh, he's doing really well right now, in spite of it all. And he wants to see us, and we can't wait till we can go see him yeah, again. Yeah, I bet. Well, give him my best when you see him. Uh, I really enjoyed the the uh, times I got to see him there in Lubbock, and uh, just uh, the the whole. Um, one thing that really struck me about you and Travis and Larry, and I'm sure this this had to be inherent in Buddy's personality, was uh, you all are just so warm and genuine and um, and and loving, and it's just um, it's just great. I mean, it's just it's makes it makes a person feel um, I don't know, like uh, comfortable and and just that you have a homespun. Uh, feel and about you and uh it's just really great i'm sure um i'm sure you've been told that before but um it's i really uh i really uh love the holly family for that just the just the genuine straightforward sincerity and uh the nature of your your heritage well i, I appreciate that uh, my dad and everybody we always like to meet with the fans and uh, he can't do it now, of course, but uh, I still meet with him, and and we enjoy it when people come to town and uh, they like to talk about Buddy, and we get to show them different things. Sometimes so nice of you, really so nice, nice of you. I remember, um, I remember Bill Griggs showing me um, photos and, and of of your grandparents actually letting people into the house <laughs> and showing them where Buddy's yes. bedroom was, and I mean that's incredibly. Uh, um, the hospitality there is just incredible. And, um, that's, that's just, I don't think that would ever happen today. It's just, people are too, uh, I don't know, private or whatever, but, um, it's really good natured of your uh, family to have done that. It's really cool. Yeah. My grandparents, they uh, pretty much started that and, uh, they were always happy when somebody would come to town and, uh, yes, my grandmother had them come in and, uh, they'd, look around at the music room and everything and some at that point they had uh, buddy's guitar there and um they she would even let them play it sometimes oh my gosh i wish i would have been there (laughs) that would be cool i understand you met your husband in a in a bar and i understand that you your father larry met your uh mother in the same fashion yeah, that is kind of ironical, isn't yes. it? Uh, 
I had uh, met my husband. He he's a keyboard player, and I just wanted to go and hear the music. That's all I had on my sure. mind. And uh, so I went this one night, and I was thinking the music was great. And during the time when he wasn't playing, he came around and asked me to dance. So that's how that one started. But then uh, my mother and dad. Uh, it's so funny. My dad. Uh, he's a he, he's a good Christian man, and uh, but he he went to Amarillo, and he got a bunch of beer, and that was during the bootleg days, and he brought it to this nightclub on the outside of the building, and he was selling it to people <laughs> out there. <laughs> your wait, your dad was selling beer on the outside of a nightclub. Right. And he walked inside. He sold everything. And so he walked inside and he said there was the most beautiful woman he'd ever seen in his whole life. And that was my mother. Of course, they always told me it was the ice cream parlor, though, that that's where they met. (laughs) That's the official story, right? (laughs) That's the, yeah. Oh, wow. That's really cool. What a great story. Very cool. And what was the first time did you... um, Meet Marie Elena, uh, was that um, during the movie premiere or was it uh, prior to that? Oh, it was before that. I was about eight years old and it was the Christmas before Buddy got killed. And uh, she and Buddy came to my grandparents' house and we were all there celebrating Christmas. And they walk in with this most beautiful doll. I still have her, and she was real elegant, and uh, that's the first time I met Maria Lena. Wow. When did you start getting perform- interested in performing in music since you grew up in such a musical family? Did um, you start writing your own songs at that point? Yeah, that, that was when I was 13, and, uh, and uh, we had the, uh, the talent show at, uh, at the junior high, and I also sang at church doing uh, specials. Uh, I would get up and sing by myself with just the piano and, or the organ, whatever. You yeah. Know. Your first song you ever wrote, what was it called again? I called it Mr. Pedro. Mr. Pedro? <laughs> what was that? Well, <laughs> I cannot, uh, to the life of me, understand why I wrote it about that, but it was about uh, a guy named Mr. Pedro leaving me alone. <laughs> <laughs> If you can find a recording of that somewhere, send it to me. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's great. Mr. Pedro, I love it. You used to perform for prisoners. I remember um, back in 2004, you were telling me about that. And um, t- how did that get started? How did you end up performing for prisoners? Um, was that, vo- was that well, volunteer were... work or did the prisons hire you to, uh, to do that as entertainment for the prisoners? Actually, it was all... V- uh, volunteer work, and there was a gentleman and another man that came to my house one time. I can't remember why they were here, but they were here to see my husband. And uh, I, fa- I found out that they were doing—he um, was doing prison ministry. He would—he would preach, and he also sang. He was uh, kind of like a, a country gospel singer. Cool. And and uh, I asked him. I said, "Well." Uh, do you think they would need somebody to sing gospel songs out there? Cause I sing gospel songs too. And he said, sure. Yeah. And so we got started on the first prison and, 
it didn't bother me really, but uh, my husband got a little nervous about it after they had shut the doors, the first set of doors, and they clank. And uh, he said he was a little nervous about it, but I really never got really scared of it. Wow. And uh, were they, what were the prisoners' reactions to um, your performances? Were they appreciative or uh, did they uh, make you feel comfortable? Did you have any kind of stage fright or? Well, uh, first, when I f- first walked in there, I thought it was going to be a scary episode, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I, I had, can imagine. I never had done that before. And uh, this was in a, their big gyna- gymnasium. And uh, I got out there, and um, they loved it. And I was, before then, I was, I always would get stage fright. And, uh, they broke, actually broke that problem with me. And because uh, every time I went to prison, we, they just loved it. And they would give you standing elevation. You know, it was, it was really nice. Very cool. Uh, for some listeners that may not know, Sherry Holly creates these beautiful um, tile creations. They're from uh, actual tile that the Holly Tile Company used to work with. And uh, I have one myself. It's uh, a portrait of Buddy Holly and her famous uncle. And um, I'm, I'm really curious as to how you got started with that and what, um, what inspired you to do it, number one, and how did you, did you take classes and being able to create these things or just kind of do it by trial and error? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of very curious about that. Well, uh, I was working for my dad at the time and uh, we had gone up to the hospital and uh, I had also seen some uh, tile mosaics in the hospital and the bank. And uh, they really, really uh, had an impression on me. I thought, well, I sure would like to do that. And I talked to my dad about maybe getting me started on doing it. And he gave me pointers on how to do it. Yeah. And he, he bought all the materials for me to do it with. And um, my first one wasn't the very best one, I didn't think. But I kept doing them. And my dad had a wonderful suggestion. He said, why don't you do a Buddy's acoustical guitar, the one with the leather on it? Yeah, yeah. And do it the uh, actual size of the guitar. And so we laid out a diagram and everything. And I started doing it like he suggested that it might look good. And uh, I started doing that, and uh, I sold that one right off the bat when I went to this art show. Wow! If, was it? What, did you have any like? Uh, say, I, I know the way. If I tr- tried to do something like that, I would uh, botch it somehow halfway through and have to start all over again. It, was that first creation? Did it just come out really well? I mean, uh, the 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 very first one, um, it was okay. It was a of windmills in uh, West Texas and. It was oh, okay. okay, but it wasn't some of my better work. And my dad told me, he said, he said, you'll get better. He said, the first one will, will never be as good as, as what you, what you will get to be. And, uh, he, he was so good with, with telling me how, how to do that. And, um, I just, and, and I kept doing it and people have given me ideas how to do it. I did some Vincent Van Gogh's, uh, tributes to the to Vincent Van Gogh and uh, like the Starry Night. Oh, nice! And Cafe at Night, and uh, I've sold to a lot of people all over the world: uh, England, Germany, Holland, uh, all over the United States. That's very cool, and uh, people can get access to those at SherryHolly.com. That's Holly, of course, 
spelled the original way, H-O-L-L-E-Y, Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y, Holly, H-O-L-L-E-Y, dot com. And um, people can email you there and find out about how, how to get um, their own custom uh, tile creation. And uh, they're really fabulous. I highly encourage you to check them out. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, no, I love the one you did for me. It's just... Uh, it's down there in my studio. Um, <laughs> I heard the big news is that there's a uh, performing arts center, a brand new, it's like, what, $25 million building or something, and uh, it's going to have a Buddy Holly Auditorium there, right there in Lubbock. Is that correct? That's right, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it and uh, maybe doing some things there. Yeah, maybe we could do the winter dance party there and uh, invite you on stage and sing a song or two. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. I'd love to see you again, especially in that capacity as well. I'd love to see you too. What um, What do you remember about attending the the Buddy Holly movie uh, with the Gary Busey? What What was your reaction when you first saw that? Oh, I thought it was great. I really did. I saw it in Dallas. Uh, the one in Lubbock had just uh, premiered uh, that same day, but. I lived in Dallas at the time, and everybody else, all my other relatives, lived in Lubbock. So I got to go to the one in Dallas, and uh, I went to see uh, Gary Busey that night at the, I think it was the Lone Star Ballroom, I think it was, uh, after the premiere. Oh, so he and, performed yeah. He performed after the movie at, at a, a place? Yeah. Oh, wow. He did, uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Did he uh, invite you up on stage, or...? No, no, uh, I didn't. I just talked to him real brief, you know. But uh, I, I, I had told him what a what a good job he'd done on the uh, the show. Yeah, it's a very entertaining movie. I remember uh, I was a little kid and uh, I was uh, excited to see it because uh, I love music and my my brothers and my sister played that kind of music when I was growing up. I came along later in my parents' life, so my um, siblings were all older than I. But, um, uh-huh. but I loved, uh, you know, that I couldn't get anybody to go to that movie with me because they were all interested in like, you know, action movies or whatever. But, uh, uh. and I just remember coming out of that, like feeling 10 feet tall. Like I just, I just was like, I gotta, I gotta learn more about this buddy Holly. And, um, I think that, <laughs> I think that's what that movie did for people. It really, brought a whole new uh, resurgence of interest in Buddy's music and whatnot. Even though, you know, you look at it today and if you know the history about Buddy and the stuff in there about him, like punching out a record executive or whatnot, it's, it's historical uh, baloney. But, um, but that's, you know, that's nitpicking. The, the movie is entertaining and it was fun and it got uh, people reinterested in his catalog, which I think is great. Yeah, I wish they could have maybe put the siblings more into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would have been nice. And maybe uh, more about the episodes in Clovis, but I I guess that maybe they didn't have time or something. I don't know. But Yeah, it always seems with these biopics, they always seem to compromise on, you know, an element of a performer's life that's always uh, disappointing when you're watching it. You're like, ah, why did, you know, why didn't they call it crickets by their real names, you know, and why is this character missing? And um, that was always uh, disappointing. I don't like Nikki Solon wasn't even in the uh, movie, right? His character wasn't even in there, right? I don't think so. I don't think Uh, so either. I haven't seen it in a long time, but. And 
There's no mountains in Lubbock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly right. That's from the uh, Sonny Curtis's song, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, of course, I, when I'm watching it, I didn't even know that. Of course, I'm a little kid and watching it, um, you know, coming from Kansas, I didn't know much about Lubbock, Texas. But uh, yeah, there are, there are no mountains in Lubbock. And uh, yeah, he wouldn't have punched out uh, a record executive either. But um, well, what uh, what projects are you next excited about? That you've what have you what have you got going on, Sherry? Well, I've been invited to go to England if we can get over this uh, coronavirus. Um, in September for Buddy's, uh, it, it's the week, uh, I think it's the week after, um, his birthday. And oh, great. Uh, I am real excited about doing that. I was there last September and, and did a gig there with, uh, Baldy Holly band and, uh, they're very good. Baldy Holly. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Also, we are, they didn't, I didn't realize we were going to do this, but we actually recorded a whole album in one day. They just decided, we all decided to do it, and um, and they put me in the studio on the day before I left out, and we recorded this uh, album. Um, it's called uh, Sherry Holly Remembers, and it's uh, um, it's songs that um, that Uncle Buddy did, and um, in fact, is it's just now came to the States, and I've just now got a few copies of it myself, so uh, I'm, I was really excited about that. Wow, that's really cool. How, how many tracks are on that CD? Do you know? Uh, there's 12, 12 songs. Wow, great. Uh-huh. Any of your originals on there, or are they all uh, Buddy Holly songs? They're, they're all the Buddy songs. Uh, sure. Uh, no, I didn't do any originals on this one. Are you singing all the uh, the lead vocals on all the songs, or are they kind of mixing you up with other people? Uh, I'm singing all the lead vocals, yeah. Great. Then they that's got really some. Cool. They have some some of the guys and they they put they put some backup vocals in there. It, it's really good. And uh, people can get that CD at the SherryHolly.com or or yes. somewhere else. Yes. Oh, great. Uh-huh. SherryHolly.com. That's S H E R R Y H O L L E Y dot com. And for those that don't know, Buddy Holly's name was originally spelled H O L L E Y. It was a recording uh, contract that they miss. Spelled his name. Is that right, Sherry? How's that? That's right. Go? Yeah, it was a publishing era, and uh, Buddy. Uh, I guess he was so excited about uh, getting signed and everything that he just left it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looked fine. It looked fine. Uh huh. Um, you remember when they did those? Uh, what was it called? The Not Fade Away uh, Music Symposium or something like that? Uh huh. Yeah, that was great. Those were fun too. Who was it? You, me, and. Uh, Kevin Montgomery and Robert Reynolds, and we all sang at a luncheon or something. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That that was really nice. That was yeah. really cool. It was, uh, uh-huh. talk about being nervous as heck. I was, I remember like Taj Mahal and uh, Joe Eli and all these celebrities were sitting there at this luncheon staring at me. And I just, oh. I just felt, uh, you know, under under the gun there, but uh, so I, I loved it when I could bring up guests because it, it relieved the uh, nervousness, you know. Well, I never knew you were nervous. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was, believe me, trust me. So, how many CDs have you recorded, Sherry? Uh, do you do you do you know offhand? I, I see you have a gospel CD album called "Don't Be Left Behind." You've got a progressive country CD called "Santa Fe Lights." 
Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, what's the CD that you've sold the most of? What's your most famous one with uh, uh, folks? I probably sold uh, Looking Through Buddy's Eyes more than any. And that has uh, your original composition, The Cost of Loving You, on it. Is that right? Yes, The Cost of Loving You and uh, Kiss the Blues Goodbye. Is that the sequel to Mr. Pedro? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was about my ex-husband. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we won't go into detail about him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I hope we get to see you sooner rather than later. And uh, my best to your family and your dad, Larry, and um, your husband, Tom. I, I, uh, I hope I get to see you real soon. And um, yeah. And I uh, look forward to performing with you again. And uh, one, more, yeah. one more time, folks, if you want to catch Sherry or uh, email her and see her great tile work and her great music, it's go to sherryholly.com. That's S-H-E-R-R-Y-H-O-L-L-E-Y.com. And uh, tell them your buddy John sent you. And uh, we hope to see you real soon, Sherry. Okay, John. I hope to see you soon, too. Thanks, sweetheart. Bye-bye now. Okay, bye-bye. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Sherry Holly. What a pleasure to talk to her, and I hope you all enjoyed that. We'll be back next week or so with another episode, a special guest forthcoming. And uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts at. It'll be there. And in the meantime, we'll see you on down the line, and make sure you take good, good care. See you on down the line